Welcome everyone to the Faded Connections Path of Exile community podcast. We're a little bit lagging right now, the technology is not there. But I welcome you all. I have no idea why, why this is happening. Hope it's everything sounds great on your end, guys. Well, uh, well, I hope everyone is having a great league start. We're going to pause this now. And I believe we have some performance problems with the game, but uh, we had a great league start so far. Uh, and we're going to talk all about 3.22 Trial of the Ancestors. Uh, I wish the performance was a little bit better, but uh, I just closed the game in the background and now everything goes super smooth. And uh, I hope our guests are arriving soon as well. Let's get in our co-host, Baylor Mage, if he is ready, assuming he's ready. Let's go. Yo, how are you doing, Baylor? Hello. Great. Good to see and hear you. Fantastic. I want great. to do nothing but play more. <laughs> that's, uh, that's very great. And uh, that's what we're going to let you do right after our uh, two hours of a little bit first impressions discussion in regards to the leak and the oh, start and everything. You seem very hyped. I I've seen one of the thumbnails. I'm sorry. Did, did I, did I lead you the impression that I was going to stop playing for this podcast? Um, no, I've given up on that long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am currently mapping. <laughs> I, <laughs> All right. Well, and uh, for this podcast, we have guests, and one of them is no other than the conceiver of the Forbidden Build series, uh, one of the YouTubers in our Path of Exile community that you'll most likely be able to recognize by name, and it's the one and only Joseph. I hope Joseph is ready to join us here on stage. Welcome. How are you doing? Salutations, Exile. <laughs> Amazing. Great. Thank so you nice. for, for giving us that. I didn't I didn't ask for that. I was hoping you'd do it, but <laughs> at this point oh, I have yeah. I have a button on my soundboard for it because people request it so often. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. wait, that was not you live right now. That was just the soundboard button. And give me a minute and I probably could, but no, that was just the soundboard. <laughs> I mean, it's still just a recording of you, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a recording of me, so I did it at some point. Yep. That's fair. And, of course, we can't be complete for a, a leak start stream podcast uh, without uh, the one and only Lighty, who is also joining us on short notice here. Hello. How's it going, sir? Hello. I'm trying to get my virtual background going, but I keep messing up. It always takes 10, 20 minutes. Trying to find a good, a good one. You're not going to be the Duke again? No. I got, <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> Pirate lady. Yeah. So, uh, well, fine. we can jump right in, or do you do you have anything to say? You you has you said you want to pr uh, prepare a prelude, uh, preamble, something, lady, a disclaimer for your what? takes? I think you what? said something like that. I just said I, I'll, I promise that I'll have something positive to say for every one negative thing I have to say. That was uh -huh. that's the only that's the only preamble. 
<laughs> Someone says, tell Lighty he's on webcam, Mike. Am I? Are you on le- on the webcam, oh, Mike? Yeah, you it might seems echoey. Not, not good enough. And regardless of the, oh, shit, uh, I am. the Yeti. <laughs> Thank you, uh, DeathDragon58 in Twitch chat. There we, we go. Actually- wow. Wow. What a difference. Wow, what a difference. That's he was enough. trying to scam us here, guys. Uh, but you didn't let him get away with it. I'm back. Well, we're all back. Uh, should we quickly uh, let people know what we built uh, for this leak start in this uh, lovely Path of Exile game? I think uh, I think Lady wants to go first. You had a build. You have a build uh, choice video. I, I watched the video. I forgot what you actually picked for the build start, but I remember the video of you throwing uh, darts throwing? and shooting. Uh, well, shooting arrows, but yes, arrows. Yeah. Well, I, so I. Uh... I got Cobra Lash Assassin. That was what my League Start build was. Thankfully, um, I level. I got to maps, um, and I my third map. I dropped a Vixens, so I instantly rerolled, and my starter build did exactly what a good starter build does. Got me something better, and then I got to abandon playing Cobra Lash within 24 hours. That was great. Does that, that not count as cheating? No, it's exactly what starter build's supposed to do. You know, usually not in twenty four hours, though. Well, I, my third map dropped a victim. What am I gonna do? Say no. <laughs> Everyone in chat was spamming reroll asshole, so I had to <laughs> instantly reroll. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was in maps for less than thirty minutes, and I was like, "Oh, I get to enjoy mapping now." And that's like, "Oh, vixens, okay, rerolling." Awesome. Uh, so you're now you're impending doom or what with uh, vixens? What is the yep. build? Yes, yeah, so I've been playing. Uh, Impending Doom, um, Occultist, the Doom Blast is the actual damaging component. But you just you just walk around at level thirty six. You can put it on, and then you just autopilot through like the entire game. You just tap right click, which has temp chains, and there's a you know it puts a curse, and then three more curses dump, and everything dies, and then explosions and poisons, and it's all very very easy. Life has been very easy these past three days. Much better than Cobra Lash Assassin. <laughs> yeah, that awesome. doesn't that doesn't sound pleasurable. No, I can make Cobra Lash work, but I don't know if I'd want to play a Cobra Lash Assassin. Yeah, it's just uh, it's you know it. If you read Cobra Lash, you you get the impression it has everything going for it. It has like built-in perfect agony, kind of. It has free chains. It has scaling conversion, but it just doesn't doesn't do doesn't do good. Yep. But uh, but vixens do very good. I've been enjoying that big time. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you talk about how your leak start has been saved by the drop of one pair of unique gloves because mm-hmm. I, I can very much relate to that. But I'll I'll first let Valerie give us his uh, his build and then Joseph, who I presume has the most interesting answer, and then then I'll go with mine. Uh, Valerie, what did you leak start with? Uh, I went like everybody else because I'm a metacock slave. I went with a uh, lightning arrow deadeye, except for one thing. Um, I was supposed to be playing a lightning arrow raider. My whole path of building is planned as a raider. I had a plan of how it was going to be a raider. And then I got to normal lab and hit deadeye out of habit and didn't even notice until um, <laughs> like act six or something. And I was like, <laughs> oh no, I meant to be a raider. <laughs> And then I was just like, oh, well, fuck it. I guess I'm a dead eye now. 
<laughs> and I just stayed that eye. Yeah. Uh, whoops. Unbelievable. So, what what's the build, Joseph? What, what so, uh, did, did you do? Yesterday, I uh, I got not yesterday, day before yesterday, I got raided by Captain Lance with like 800 viewers, and so I was like, okay, I need to explain my build. But I'm like playing, and the 200 or so people that were already watching uh, already know the build, so I'll be brief. And then I proceeded to take 20 minutes to explain <laughs> the build. So. Start with the very basics. It's a poison proliferation pathfinder. So I started leveling with Cossack Arrow, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to switch to Poisonous Concoction because I've done that before and it was pretty good. And I did exactly zero damage. So yesterday I was like, uh, how much is a Dark Scorn? And it was four chaos. So I bought Dark Scorn, and now I'm back to Vol Caustic Arrow just because I'm I'm trying to use the exact same tree as the final build, and I'm. I'm very stubborn. It's like, I know the item that's in the final build doesn't fit at the moment, but I want to equip it. So I have a Tainted Pact equipped and no sources of Life Leech. That's a problem. So it's just allocates beef. That is my amulet slot. Mm. <laughs> it has 30 strength on it and no other good stats. So... I'll try to explain more briefly this time the build. So Tainted Pact means while you're leeching, chaos damage over time that you take heals you instead. So the goal is to have 100% leech uptime and take a bunch of chaos damage over time. So theoretically, mm -hmm. if you have 100% leech uptime and a lot of poison DPS and you use the golden rule to reflect poisons to yourself, you can have dot cap healing. You can have 31 million healing per second. As long as you don't run out of leech and then instantly. As long as you don't run out of leech. So the question becomes, how do you have 100% leech uptime? So there is a flask mod that lets you take 15% of damage taken leeched as life. And so if you have 100% uptime on that flask, and I have 100% increased flask effect, so it's actually 30% of damage taken leeched as life. And I have a skeleton heartbound loop going. So every 0.23 seconds, I take... 400-ish damage per skeleton, and that mm -hmm. ends up 100% leech uptime. And you use that to drive a spellcast loop. Now, usually my spellcast loop is like spam 20 spells per second all over the place. This time, it's just the skeletons, curses, um, forbidden right just to drive the loop faster, but it's not going to proc a full level 20 cast and damage taken every quarter of a second, like it mm -hmm. usually does. Uh, the most interesting part of the build is how it's going to sustain the spellcast loop because usually you have to get like 100% recoup or just a bunch of ward, permanent ward. Uh, so this build is using the keystone shield, the Mahuzadal's machination. So that's another thing you need for 100% leech uptime. You need uh, your life leech to not end on full life and that's one of the things that the shield does. And so... It also has Divine Flesh, so 50% of elemental damage is taken as chaos damage, which means elemental damage over time, as long as we have less chaos resistance than we have elemental resistance, that will heal us. So you can stand in the Shaper Beam and it will heal you instead. You can stand in the Shaper's Volatile Anomalies and it will heal you instead. 
So essentially, uh, the goal is to have low chaos resistance and high elemental resistances so that you heal more, which means you can use Righteous Fire and the Uber Exarch Boots uh, Annihilation's Approach, which does 10,000 fire damage per second to give you permanent adrenaline. So you end up healing like 7,000 per second just from those two things. And that's almost enough to counteract the spellcast loot by itself. Uh, if you're doing level 20 cast damage taken four times per second, that's like 13,000 self-damage per second, so it's a little <laughs> over half. But mine isn't going to go that fast, and I have a little bit of recoup. I have like 24% recoup on the build if I don't grab the wheel. Uh, so it should be able to sustain itself with no enemies nearby. And then here's the fun part of the build is the defenses are adaptive based on if there are enemies nearby. So if there are no enemies nearby, you want to have the lowest chaos resistance possible so that you sustain the loop just from the Righteous Fire and the Annihilation's approach. And so when there are enemies nearby, you're taking 50% of elemental as chaos and you don't want to have negative chaos resistance or you'll just get one shot. So... What you do is you have the golden rule, which gives you 1% chaos resistance per poison stack on you. So as you ramp up poison stacks, you're ramping up your healing and your chaos resistance at the same time. So if you have 85% chaos resistance with no enemies nearby and no poisons on you, you'll kill yourself with the loop because your healing won't be as good. But because you have 100 poison stacks on you, your, your healing is better. You're healing dot cat per second or close to it because of all the chaos right. resistance uh-huh you have a question have you ever just thought i'm just gonna make it like a cyclone slayer like just uh, ever. the very first build that i ever made my plan <laughs> was to have claw life gain on hit and the life gain on hit support and then just attack as fast as possible i was just was... i'm just wondering if you've ever done like something that wasn't complicated just ever <laughs> just... The least complicated thing I've done is just a bunch <laughs> of life gain on hit, attack really fast. Well, uh, Which, fair enough. I didn't know what I was doing. It had 2k life. It, I couldn't get past level 77. <laughs> <laughs> that was my very first build. That sounds um, familiar for first builds, though. Yep. I, I basically ignored life nodes and spec only into attack speed. Hmm. Yeah, so th there's more to the build. Um, it actually has quite good defensive layers. It also has... Um, because it gets Divine Flesh from the shield, you can use another Timeless Jewel. So it has the uh, the Karui one that gives you 50% uh, of Cold and Lightning taken as Fire. So you actually take no Cold or Lightning damage. You take all of it as either Fire or Chaos. And the build has 88% Fire Res and 85% Chaos Res. And it has a ruby flask with 100% increased effect, so that's 40% less fire damage taken. So it's really, really good against elemental and chaos damage. And unfortunately, because of the heartbound loop, it can't have any physical damage reduction. So instead, <laughs> it just has 95% chance to evade. Which, it turns out, in the league mechanic is actually quite good. Because you can be standing there channeling on a totem and have five enemies trying to hit you, but you have 95% chance to evade. Chance to evade OP. And the damage just comes from self-casting Forbidden Right. Like, it's already part of the loop, so you can't also have it again as part of the loop, but do damage, so you have to self-cast it. 
but you know forecasts per second it does like at least five million dps on a very low budget forbidden right like i tried other spells in the pov to see how much damage they did and forbidden right is at least 10 times better than everything else <laughs> it is a ridiculous amount of damage for how little investment i've put into it that's crazy what a, what a mic drop moment! I, I wish I wouldn't would have had. Yeah, how long was first. that? Because the last explanation was longer. It wasn't. It wasn't twenty minutes. We're only live for seventeen, so I, I think you probably had like seven of that at least. But it was worth it. I, I hope you enjoyed my scatterbrained explanation of the build. Uh, I, I wish I could have shown some yet. footage. I, I was looking <laughs> at with a. I need what 11 I unique items, and I only have like three of them, so I'm still just doing Kasegaro. <laughs> yeah. People, I, I've been I've been asked about like your builds before, and it's always the same answer. I'm just like these might not be the best builds you've ever seen, power wise. But yeah, they're when, always going to be the most interesting builds you've ever seen. <laughs> I get comments like these <laughs> these builds fun. like you're misleading new players. I'm like, no, I'm trying to make absolutely clear that these builds are designed to confuse people that have ten thousand hours. That is not that's not something you want a new player to try. Which they do. Sometimes I look at your builds and I'm like, I've got twenty five thousand hours, and I'm like, nope, I don't understand. I'll pull out the path of building, like uh, people do with my builds, and I get angry with, and just like close the YouTube video off and be like, I can get it from the path of building, and they'll be like. No, I can't. <laughs> no, don't know what's going on. I would like to see the the thing, please. People are trying to recreate my most <laughs> recent build, and it it needs such precise calibration. It's like if you don't have exactly enough health and exactly enough chaos resistance and exactly enough physical damage reduction, like I made very clear in the video, at divergent cast and damage taken, you can have a 40% roll on your doppelgangers guys. And if you have a regular cast and damage taken, you can have a 35% roll on your doppelganger guys. And someone messages me like, hey, my build isn't working and they have a 31% on their doppelganger guys. I'm like, you, you need every component exactly correct or it doesn't <laughs> work. Like this new build, people are like, why haven't you, you know, started the loop yet? Why haven't you equipped golden rule? And I'm like, I need 11 unique items. If I have 10 of any combination of 10 of the 11 unique items, I will instantly kill myself <laughs> in hideout <laughs> with no enemies okay. nearby. Okay. Uh, yeah. That, that, like I said, I don't even feel like going again anymore, but just for context, I, uh, you know, followed through with my original plans to do reap juggernaut full fire conversion because you know chieftain is not that great anymore and so might as well go jug and i was like ready to accept jug as a no damage ascendancy right you get a little bit from the endurance charges scaling but it's not not the biggest bit but uh yeah like from my test run i knew that you need a lot of cast speed before you transition to make spell echo feel good and then even then it, it didn't feel great out of the box but it slowly got going and i was like hmm, probably better if i switch to armor brand cremation you know like in act six and then go all the way to maps over level a little bit and then switch into reap but i didn't get any good caster weapons so i just stayed spectral throw all the way until uh, until i transitioned to reap and this time it went really well because I got the Band-Aid fix handed to me by RNG, and that was uh, Val Caress Bronze Scale Gauntlets. 
And boy, dude, I hadn't even looked at them, but the, the new ones now, they give plus five to level of Val gems mm -hmm. and minus five to non-Val gems. So I get like five levels on my main mm -hmm. gem on the Reap, which is like almost 100% more base damage, like really close to it, like maybe 90, maybe 95, but like really solid amount of base damage. So the four link is like a five link because having like two 40% more multipliers is like 100% more, right? And um, uh, the, the downside is negligible, the minus five levels. And then the great thing about Reap is also that the Val Reap it doesn't do great damage. And since I convert all the damage into fire damage, I, I and I use Avatar of Fire, so I deal no non-fire damage, the, the physical dot component completely disappears. But um, Val Reap uh, only has, I think, eight seconds um, soul game prevention. So when you map, you can use it like every, you know, 15 seconds every 16 seconds and every time you use it you get onslaught for 20 seconds because of the gloves so you have permanent onslaught while mapping and it, it, oh it's so good i'm, I'm so happy I just run through the maps chunking with the reap and reap that's also a great thing it, it, it's a scythe that that goes in front of you it looks a little bit like cleave but then it's a spell actually so it scales with gem levels and it's it looks meaty but it's not because you can use it all the way to the edge of the screen it's like a super ranged spell so I actually fell in love with self-casting again. I'm just like super hyped running through my maps with my jug and reaping everything. And uh, it's been a blast. Uh, are I you in a solo self-found or are you in trade? Oh, no, I'm a software trade. I can buy a bunch of things. I bought like two plus one fist scepters with cast speed to, to leverage that level of scale. The, uh, the awakened cascade of the reap is so insane. Yeah, really good. Mm -hmm. The very high demand awakened gem, but it's... Uh, extra juicy yeah true that that may be the play later i'm just thinking right now you know using three support gems in the valkyries like i'm using added fire and fire penetration and spell echo and i don't really feel like sacrificing one or the other for for you may want um unleash instead of spell echo yeah i've, I've been thinking about it i like echo though but yeah, Unleash is probably better because you press it once, you walk around, press it, walk around, press it. With Echo, you need to lock yourself in place. I just I I like the, the style. I guess you're a juggernaut, so you can afford to use Spell Echo. I think Spell Echo is probably, it just feels better on bossing, whereas Unleash is probably better for mapping. I don't know. It depends on if you're memeing for the one-shot the boss, Awakened, Spell Cascade, Unleash, Reap. <laughs> I can try it, but like I want to make a very well-rounded build with the Juggernaut. I want to go like Dawnbreaker and stack that with the Timeless uh, Keystone to get like 100% of Cold and Lightning taken as fire, then get the fire resist really high, get the decent amount of fist to fire. And uh, yeah, I I can't do well-rounded. That's why. That's why. So the only reason this build has decent defensive layers is because I discussed the build with someone at ExileCon who knew what they were doing with the defensive layers, and so we collaborated to make this POV. <laughs> nice. No, I, I really like intricate projects like that. I just can't pull them off. I just want to play the game, right? Like, I can't I can't make a like, complicated build ham. We're at ExileCon in, at a bar in Auckland and surrounded by people who are having fun, and it's me and him in a corner talking about a build. That happened so Neither many times. of us drinking. <laughs> 
I legitimately, I, I had build discussions with like so many people where you just sit down for half an hour and just talk about specific builds or specific interactions. It's great. You don't get to nerd out like that in real life normally. No, that's true. I, I will have my, my, uh, how you want to call it? My, uh, my makeup for not being at ExileCon tomorrow. Because tomorrow is the, the fan meetup in Cologne with uh, Chris Wilson and some other staff members. And uh, mm. they we're going to a restaurant. I'm, I'm going to be there an hour early and just to see who shows up and uh, will be cool. I, I think Octavian is also there. And uh, nice. will be cool to shake some hands and to maybe get my, uh, my Lord's Labyrinth book signed here. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. That had a Chris Wilson signature on the, the first page. <laughs> but yeah, for those of you listening, and it's no, I know it's very short notice, and I think GGG only announced this like 10 or 14 days ago. But yeah, there, there is a, a meetup happening tomorrow, 7 p.m. local time in Cologne Restaurant, a restaurant uh, Stadtgarten. So yeah, it's it's in the announcement of, uh, of the Path of Exile page. So... If you can make it, if you live in Cologne nearby, I just someone on my Discord said that they're they're pondering whether they're riding the train for five hours to get there tomorrow. Ooh. I gotta and do. You're it not right coming, Lighty. I'm not gonna make it, boys. I'd ride the train for five hours for that meetup. No problem. I had a I had a 16 hour flight to ExileCon, so five hour train ride, nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't even need a passport for that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, for, for me, it's not a five-hour train, right? For me, it's like, uh, you know, literally just bike down to the train station and 30 minutes I'm there. Uh, and then uh, then on Friday, I'm, I'm going to get to uh, to play at the Gamescom. I'm going to get to play Path of Exile 2 and maybe even some Last Epoch because 11th hour games seem to be there as well. Mm. So Cool. Pretty cool. Oh, oh, great. Uh, from what I played in the demo, uh, I would recommend trying at least very briefly the Huntress. Uh, if it's the same demo, it'll have Herald of Thunder and a Lightning Spear ability, which mm -hmm. feels way better than any of the Sorceress's Everything Lightning else. abilities, if I'm <laughs> honest. Mm. The Sorceress kind of exacerbated the issue of getting stunlocked to death. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw that much from the gameplay, but I was going to ask you whether you have any like top tips for me when I get into that, since you already laid hands on it. Um, if you are going to play Sorceress, which I did for the majority of the demo, um, there's a big, like, this is a boss they've already showcased in footage, so there's like a big monkey with a big pillar. And, oh, yeah, I remember that Yeah, one. you get you have to, like, dodge roll out of its slam or it one-shots you. And so what I did was there's this giant pillar structure next to where it spawns that's, like, a big square. And it's not smart enough to go around. It goes straight towards you and gets stuck on the wall. So I hit around corners and used AoE to hit it around the corner and kept doing Ring Around the Rosie <laughs> because that was far easier than dodge rolling perfectly no. because it, it tracked you really well okay it's a yeah, bit like I'm... a dark souls boss problem where if you don't roll with the iframes correctly it'll just track you and hit you anyway 
I have no idea how much I will actually get to play. Uh, I, I hope to get uh, my hands on on each of the four playthroughs at least once. I mean, so I'm gonna go there very early in the day and and stay there all day. So let's just hope it's not too full. But it is a really <laughs> crowded event after all. So I, I don't know. No idea. The only thing I really didn't like about the demo was so it's a feature in Path of Exile too that there are no gem vendors in town. So what gems you have when you start the demo, you should assume that those are the only gems you're going to have. I was I was on Sorceress for so long because I was trying to get the meta gems that they were showcasing, but you don't get them. There's no gem vendor. You have to get them as a random drop. I only got one support gem, and it was the return support, and I was playing Sorceress, so it wasn't particularly helpful. Hmm. So the whole time I was trying to make a spell cast loop, but they wouldn't give me the meta gems. <laughs> yeah. Gated behind uh, longer playtime. It's it's limited to forty five minutes, right? And then it auto resets. Yeah. It was it was strangely inconsistent for some people. Like uh, Jim Cooper and I went in at the same time and sat down at the same time and played next to each other. Cooper's ended early, so rather than split up and keep playing for the remaining ten minutes, we just all <laughs> got up and walked out at the same time. Well, wow. okay, maybe it has to do with load screens or something like that. Maybe some some portion of the gameplay doesn't count. Yeah, I would agree. The boss fights, someone in chat, the bosses felt good during the demo. Um, it was just a little bit clunky if you weren't used to Sorceress. Um, a point that I continue to hammer home is that these demo characters were like level 32 or something in some cases. And so you shouldn't expect them to be stun immune and fast and with lots of cast speed. And so getting stun locked to death by a swarm of white mobs is perfectly reasonable for a level 32 sorceress, even in Path of Exile 1. Reasonable. That's my normal experience. Mm-hmm. I get stunned at level two by rowers to death every league. Oh, yep. That happened to me this league again. <laughs> oh, I got through much flat so easily this time. I got frozen to death by sand spitters. Nice. Oh, they're awful. Ugh. Oh, sometimes also in submerged, these, these uh, guys that throw that projectile that's not a projectile, but that the ice thing that so much damage anyway did did any one of you guys did the do the leap mechanic while leveling unfortunately i did yeah no i i restrained myself this time i waited until i was like level 75 to try the monster level 51 one and i got to i think the third battle before i got completely destroyed because my character wasn't good enough at drawing all the aggro and their guys are better than your guys in most cases. And so I'm like, yeah. I, I draw the aggro of like seven people. I'm killing them. I'm channeling this totem and all of my totems are already dead. Yep. I, uh, I did it while leveling as every silver coin dropped for about two to three hours. Ooh. Ooh. And uh, it was... I don't know, you know, I don't know why I, I expected anything else, but it was a colossal waste of time. Um, no, yeah. no experience, no loot beyond punishing. Even the process at that point was like before information spread, like incredibly unintuitive to like how to actually 
engage with it. And uh, a good five minutes to figure out how to channel the totem. Yeah, yeah, I, I figured that one out. I didn't I, at first thought you could just tap it, but then you had to hold it, and I was like, oh, that's right, Crucible, nice meme. And then you know, <laughs> it made sense. But no, I mean, it's uh, it. There's also something a bit unfortunate about a mechanic where the entry cost is the same at level two as level a hundred, because it's mm-hmm. gonna incentivize me to not engage with it while leveling. And especially when I think of other mechanics that were far more engaging and worthwhile while leveling, such as like rich ritual or ultimatum or two that come to mind where it's like, yeah, it might be hard to clear, but you could get like a nice little leveling unique early on. And it feels like there's, there's some like light at the end of the tunnel, but after like a couple hours and like some 15 minute engagements where I was just like a war of attrition, where if I lost, I would get nothing. Um, you know, it just felt like it was a, a real waste of time. And a little bit, it feels like that when I tried again at 70, but now we're trying it at 90 something, um, you know, I can actually do play the game and it's like, it makes more sense, but there's still like, I have complaints, but it, it, it at least it, it's, you know, doable. Right. But if we pull that apart, how much of that is because you got better at the mechanic? How much of that is because you build your character more finished? So that all character, zero percent better, really. It's all character. <laughs> like for, I mean, it was you like without going too in depth with the mechanic itself. You you fill out your board quite easily after a couple wins. Like the the league mechanic is incredibly snowbally, and it's super punishing if you lose your first fight in a tournament. Um, a lot of people are just saying give up if you lose your first fight when you're starting from scratch because you're yeah, just at such a deficit. One. Well, it doesn't exist yet, but yeah, you have to just sit there and, and die, you know, basically because you're like, you know, seven units down at the second fight then. But once you like win around, you start getting guys and you start it, you can kind of snowball it, but then it becomes the inverse problem, which is all right. Now the mechanic is totally solved and the actual enemies are scaled to ungodly levels once you start getting your rating higher and you'll just get one shot and nothing dies. So there's some, there's some stuff going on that I haven't figured out, but it seems like there's a lot of, a lot of wacky scaling occurring that is hard to work around, but that's why decoy totem exists. You can just cheese the mechanic if you wanted to. I, yeah. I thought of some very good ways to cheese it, but I'm being very stubborn and I'm like, no, I will play it as intended and I will, kill them with my character that does lots of damage so but like, you can um, you can do uh reverse knockback uh torch oak step totems yep would be a hilarious mm-hmm. way to do it just suck all the mobs into one spot mm-hmm. uh and then just go channel the totems you could i mean minion builds we've already figured this out if you're just playing a minion build they'll attack your minions instead of your soldiers <laughs> and then you just channel the totems it does seem seem like this is gonna be like for someone like myself who wants to get every one of the uniques like i'm gonna have to almost definitely make a build designed for tackling this content which i guess is a little reminiscent like a kind of sanctum i did it like we i played the uh baylor's srs build for that it negated almost all the difficulty of the content so i'm gonna do probably something similar uh you were saying (laughs) The good news is the build to do the new league content is the same as the build to do Sanctum content. So if you want to farm Sanctums and the league mechanic, same thing. <laughs> what build is that? I mean, it's Poison SRS. But 
<laughs> I don't think that's what I that's 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 what I'd be doing. Pray but there are others. Build. There are others. Yeah. All the good sanctum builds are also good for this. Probably play golems. Like, like I want to. I haven't. You know. I, obviously, minions or totems seem to be pretty yeah. proficient at doing this content. You know, so it's going to be like from solo self found perspective, a bit drop dependent. Like if I snag an astral projector, I'll play shockwave. If I get uh, you know an ashes or a covenant, I'll play SRS. It's just going to boil down to one of those type of things. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, but is it really like a, a thing that we need to approach with like a problem that we need to solve by changing the build? Or is there something that you could do like uh, in terms of, I don't know, how you approach the mechanic? Or is it, is oh, yeah, it really a build issue? I mean. It takes a lot longer if you play defense instead of channel the totems. <clears throat> but I it's a lot safer if you play defense instead of channel the totems. It's also Assuming like oh, you have some way to prevent them from just tanking your damage and channeling yeah. the totem. That was the problem with my character. I did so little damage that they could ignore me as they were killing my base. Huh. And like compared to Sanctum, this mechanic, although we could, you know, do all the fiddly micromanaging between rounds and put positions, ultimately a lot of what our people decide to do is kind of out of our hands. And it's not as much in Sanctum where it's like there's a, a, a rigid set of occurrences here where I could play a build that's better at tackling it. I could use my skill to circumvent this with a better build. I'm just screaming at my screen that my that the fucking turtle won't move away, you know, and this mechanic. It's like <laughs> I'm just saying that that's like that's out of my control to a degree. Or for some reason why the guy I put in defense is just stuck in a corner. Like I at this point it seems like there's a lot of crangled maybe AI things happening that I this could be you know five, six, seven hot hot fixes away, but I, I, oh. I'm not going to wait around to find out. So, oh, speaking of crangled AI things, dude, I actually, I actually was so hyped. I, I completely uh, was high on the the Hopium train for Tormented Spirits. Yeah, with same. the changes in the patch notes, so I beeline to Tormented Spirits to the one to the node where they can possess you, and totally it broken. is yeah. it is so massively ass. Yeah. They, oh, so what happens is the AI change for Tormented Spirits inhabiting enemies and possessing packs is great. That's working fine. But yeah. the second you pick up the keystone that they're supposed to possess you, they revert to like this massively docile AI yeah, where they, they basically they run away from you all the time. And then they'll just not go into you for seconds. And it's like totally defeats the oh. purpose. So it's just, it's like on the old AI or it's, it's like app, acting in opposition of what the, the current existing torment spirits do like they're avoiding you at all costs almost so if so. you want to get buffed by them you have to stand still a lot and do like a lot of things that you wouldn't want to do normally if no, you try to clear the map efficiently and yeah, then ends bad. up like completely destroying the advantage that you get from the 20 second buff it, it's just not worth absolutely torment itself is great seance is insane like of a node yeah torment's great but that keystone thankfully you don't really have to like you could just ignore the left side of torment just pick up seance that's honestly good enough just that one four four note is great but yeah it was it was disappointing i agree yeah but that that's just a quick sidetrack because you were talking about uh I, the second related. i picked it up within two maps i was like something is broken <laughs> like something is not working i am sitting i was doing ritual so i had the ritual where all the ghosts spawned and i'm just like i'm ready oh, that that <laughs> one doesn't work that uh, at, all, at all with it they, no. they don't possess you at all they don't that's they just worse. work like regular yeah. spirits Wait, really? Those, 
fuck so i feel sad. like there are special spirits like the one that yeah, spawns in the ritual, uh, yeah. for the shore map boss i feel like yeah, that but one those those the can possess you though the ones that the shore map boss ones it's all it's all upside you. down man <laughs> it seems like it's all upside down i was so confident going into that maybe next league it's fine <laughs> <laughs> well anyway i've been using so... ghosts a lot without that node just as like their default ghosts and yeah, those yeah. i'm super happy with they're actually useful now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. They're like, they're on the move. You see them sometimes, like on an yeah. elevation change map. They'll be fucking zooming. They're just like hunting down rares. It's it's definitely it's like what they we've actually mean to get inside things now. I know. Instead when of just hanging out on their own. How long has it been? <laughs> yeah, six years, seven years. Yeah, Didn't there was a point in my stream. Years. There was yeah. a point in my stream where I was like, they fixed it. They fixed torment. Yep. It actually went into the rare. No, that's great. Yeah. No, I have to say, before I picked up the, the the new keystone, I actually like only encountered one spirit that wasn't able to possess anything before it despawned. But everything else like went in and created dangerous and rewarding situations. I mean, yeah, potentially sure. rewarding. I mean, they weren't actually rewarding, but the potential was there. <laughs> Theoretically. I do find, even with the change, they're still not tanky enough for me. Um, I'm still oh, yeah, I was expecting... I think there's something wrong with the tapering down damage, uh, the, the, the reduced damage taken debuff or something like that. It's sometimes it activates like way too early before you actually like saw them, and then later when you run into them, they just drop dead. Yeah, it feels they, like they, they their in. timer is ticking before you've seen them. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You know how that you can only... see mobs. Mobs are active like a total of three screens away from your character. Something like it's, that. Yeah, it's that. Are you, are you an ultra like wide gamer? Are you are you gaming an ultra wide? It well, no. seems worse than usual, though. Yeah, just they're active, like three screens away from your character, even if you can't see them. So I suspect it's like out there that it's working. Because if you're booking TOS. it, if you're booking it like moving, moving, then that doesn't happen, and they're always super tanky. But if you're hanging around somewhere for a little bit. Then you can walk into ghosts. You can one shot. So, say what though? I got I got profane bloom. They're, they're not surviving no matter what. They're, uh, <laughs> they, they still get popped. <laughs> the second I see them on screen, if they're next to like you know a rare, it's like it's game over. Which is like I wish they would have gone into it, but overall, it's, I, I would have. I really have no complaints about torment after the the change. Like the keystone's a bummer, but overall, this is like leaps and bounds better than it used to be. Oh yeah, absolutely happy with it. So back to the leak mechanic. Uh, what are your go-to strategies? I mean, like we all have played a couple of days now, and probably flank, just like flank, yeah, flank, flankers. Yeah. What do they even do? Like maybe we can be clear about that one. So the flankers, they just spawn and they run through and try to channel enemy totems. Like they're not, that's, they're not engaging in as opposed fight. to attackers yeah. and defenders, which go to the center and die. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The uh, the strat basically for complete, and this is like you know. Again, this works until it doesn't, so take it with a grain. But you basically, if you just have four flankers and then four convoys around you and you just camp on your base then, and then you let your flankers do their job, you win like 95% of your engagements. But eventually, like the game just seems to outscale you as you progress up, whatever that you're scaling to is now. And then things start to one-shot you, they start to not die. That's when it gets a little hairy, but that mm. seems to work for the most part. Like I've won like, like eight tournaments in a row without you know failing because of it. Could be a skill issue. 
in the wrong league. That's the skill issue. Being <laughs> hardcore. Uh, um, yeah. So attackers and defenders, he said, just go into the middle and die. Or like, is there value in those positions? I feel like I'd always like my defenders full, so I can like roam a little bit more. But yeah, they they do die a lot. Unfortunately, uh, I find myself going back to the own base and defending all the time. I think the problem with the defenders, from from my experience so far, has been the most important role to keep alive would be your flankers, and they typically seem to be the ones that get targeted first because they're more kind of in the forefront. And the defenders really don't seem to give a shit about my flankers most of the time. So I'll have my flankers respawn after a death. They'll come back. Someone was, you know, on the flanker totem, and the defenders are just chilling in the back, like protecting my totem. But I don't care about my totem. I care about my flankers because without them, I don't win. Um, yeah. So the defender, I wish I could like, I don't know why we can't just set the uh, AI and then just put them wherever we want them, like a screen. That would have been like, I think, so much, you know, better in a way. Yeah, like if they just gave us like a. Like well, if it was like a ten by ten grid, and we could just pick a role and pick a you know position, like that oh, would make more sense. Sure, sure, they oh, could yeah. balance it around that. You know, I mean, obviously a meta would arise, but the modularity seems a bit stiff. Like from how we what we can tell them to do. Well, I mean, it, it is supposed to be an auto battler. So. Kind of uh, definitely not the enemy what to do. is always so much more powerful than you that you yes. are ninety percent of the work. Yep. It Enemies does feel are like that at times. More powerful. Definitely, it's not like capturing for me at least. It's not capturing auto battler vibes at all. Like Sanctum, yeah. I, I had complaints about it, but like I understand, like, it felt roguelikey at times. This doesn't feel. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if. To be fair, in my mind, this could be a, a Nelson Mandela thing. I don't remember if they ever even said it was going to be an auto battler, or we just all have been saying this forever. Yeah, uh, we did saw they the say it or did like we auto say it? I don't know who said it first, but it definitely I, is I the. That, I thought they said it. Did Blight feel like a tower defense to you? Um, no, but it probably you doesn't could go out though. of your way to make it a tower defense. Blight Ravaged feels like a tower defense because you mm. don't matter that much in Blight Ravaged as much as positioning and. You know your your towers, but regular blight maps. I don't know. Oh, I've done in, blight in this ravaged league mechanic. I, it feels like very little of my auto battler decisions matter towards the outcome. Yeah. Yep. I really wish there was like an an actual auto button, like it played your character for you <laughs> during this, and like you put your yeah you take control of my character. Stuff. Yeah, kind of. Like, Make me you know, a flanker. Because then it would just be us yelling at our screens that our characters don't do what we want them to do. That would be the real auto battle entertaining. Yeah. That would be hilarious. I yeah. don't know if I'd like it forever, but it would be hilarious. I'd do it like twice. Well, it only lasts three months, no problem. You don't have to like it forever. <laughs> My biggest problem with this league mechanic so far is only that I don't find it rewarding. I actually yeah. love it. I want to do it. I want to spend a bunch of time here. And I feel like Sanctum, when it came out, had nailed rewards. It was way better than Alk and Go mapping, but it wasn't as good as Super Giga High Juice. Right? Like, it was in the yep. middle between, like, I would agree. a decent speed mapping Alk and Go strat, but not 
super juice. And if you're going to bring me completely out of maps, so I'm not progressing anything else at all except that, that's and the you're sweet spot away, you've got to hit. You're taking away all the potential XP that I can gain because there's oh, zero no, XP curious. in the Trial of the yeah. Ancestors. So that's the sweet spot you've got to hit. But right now, with no strategy involved at all, and just Alk and Go mapping, you're making more money. So it's not rewarding at all. And I hope they fix that because it's really fucking fun. It's really I, see, fun. I, I don't know. Like I thought, I just thought I had a bad sample, right? Because like, no. I've heard from other people that there were rewards, right? Like Ziggy D had like this one match where he got a divine in the end. Oh, I've uh, got no divine too. Okay. It took but four and a half hours. Enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's I called the um, Munkle Math. Maybe it's sample size. You didn't uh, <laughs> recorded one video and got one divine. One divine yeah, like, math confirmed. Like, yeah, I got it's not that there's not a reward there, it's the amount of time it takes to get that reward. Someone did right. a really good Reddit write up on that. It's like the least rewarding mechanic, um, currency wise and experience wise ever. Well, um, experience wise for sure. <laughs> yeah, but and that's, that's the zero. most important part. Like, so I didn't really like Sanctum, but without question, it was pumping out currency, uh, sextant, stack decks, raw currency, there's unique rewards. This to me has the holy trifecta of being not experience rewarding, not loot rewarding, and I don't like it. So I'm, I'm just uh -oh. forced, you know, a little bit That's forced into that, you know, forced to shit, have to wipe over here, but it's fine. Um, yeah. So we've, we've got someone saying, you know, this is Reddit's reaction to every league is it's not rewarding enough and I don't like it and it probably doesn't give good experience. I mean, we're trying to put it in context with other leagues instead of just saying it's bad and I don't like it. It's, it's quantifiable, like, okay, it's, though. Like, yeah, this is very quantified. It, zero is a very easy number to understand. Zero experience. We don't need to debate that. Yeah. Uh, rewarding, definitely less so than Sanctum. I don't think anyone can argue otherwise. Time consumed uh, varies wildly with everyone's yeah. build. I will tell you, uh, with my build, it took me a good 10-15 minutes to very slowly lose every individual battle. Yeah. And that battle was for four alteration orbs. I've been on one battle right now for what feels like 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah they do tend to go very long if you can't decide them quickly, and then uh, you can still lose them in the very end. I, I, in the beginning, I felt like there was an easy tipping point from which on I, I feel like I could still get to defeat. But now that the enemies are so strong that like when I make a mistake, I get knocked out. Well, it's tricky at times. But yeah, is there any... Sanctum Someone is objectively chat. more fun than this for everyone? Someone or is in chat people... is saying that at a high enough rank, mm. you do actually get experience. Really? Okay. You get experience. Okay, for, of course, single tourney wins. Relative to not, like, compared to just mapping, it's not even close. He said he got Time a full was. level from 85 to 86 from one tourney win. That would be weird, honestly, because for me, mm. I was excusing the no XP in my head because in hardcore, you can't die there, right? So it's like, it makes sense that you don't Except get XP. On day one, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. hey, really? Did they have? Yeah. Did they have problems yeah. with it? I mean, people were dying in hardcore. <laughs> people died in hardcore, and then they died in real life. Yeah. <laughs> you need yeah. to be alive when the round ends to get experience. That makes sense. 
Okay. It is technically very safe XP gain because you don't ever lose XP. So if you get (laughs) thousands of silver coins and go really, really slowly, you will eventually get level 100. Sure. That's my strat for Ruthless. Is there a way to reset your rank? Coins in Ruthless? Can you? you I mean, if you lose, it goes down, right? I assume. Yeah. So I'm I'm saying you're going to reach a point, though, where you kind of stagnate rank where you're like, Winning and losing 50 50 eventually, yes, yeah. One would assume. There's no way to like reset minus it five anyway. rank for a tournament loss that's so low, it's plus 12 for a win. So, even at 50 50, your rank goes up easy, yep. Just like uh, TFT, I assume yep. that's how it works in League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, I guess I need to find out more. And then another thing. As always, play more, learn more. How do you guys go about buying the different things from the other vendors in the Karui Afterlife or whatever it's called? There. Uh, Because you you can, during a match uh, or during a tournament, you can easily like ramp up more currency than you have spots to put warriors on, right? And so you, do you go and because people told me I should sell my lower value ones and I didn't yeah. really quite understand that but now I figured out like that you can sell them to anyone you want and generate <laughs> that kind of currency so you can yeah. like get the the good ones from somewhere else uh, but is there any like uh, you know how do there's you some, approach this There's some solved ones like the the Stormhawk is on flank is super super powerful the Warmaster on defense and convoy is super super strong I think within a week it'll be like these are the two NPCs you talk to and the three people you buy, and then that's the mechanic. But right, you know, yeah. Um, and there's a couple items are very very good. There's one that gives them GMP or uh, there's one that gives them grasping vines for everything around it. That's insane. Um, yeah, I mean it'll there, there's 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 a big value between the useful people and the not useful people. Okay, so this might be a little bit embarrassing, but. How do you actually use equipment? Like, because I see that on the left side you have. Uh, well, by the way, the screen is beautifully made. When you before you start a, a round, um, yeah, the, the one with the positions. Did you guys notice that this is actually like in-game footage of like the way, way above the arena because you can see your character and really small in the mm-hmm. middle there. Yep, it's it's, uh, it's actually a cool I, effect. I love when they do that. So you have the when you buy items, they go in the you drag them to the right side, and then you buy yeah, equipment to the left yeah. side. Yeah, exactly. So the items go to the right, and then you have to drag them to the left in the slot next to the people. It's a little weird. You can't just drag them straight into the slots. You have to I go can't to the right them and then to the, the left. people. Oh, I get, have can. to give the items to people. Yeah, yeah. but you you have to drag them to the right first to put them in the inventory section, and then drag them to your character screens three people. Yeah, okay. Twitch Jed had to coach me through that. It's weird. It's really it's weird though, because like you know, kind of it's a little hidden. I don't. I'm not a, like the UI is fine for this, but the the tutorial is kind of non-existent. I feel like hmm. that's path. I guess also probably yeah. Yeah. What tutorial? Yeah. Right, because I haven't used any equipment, and I, f- I feel like I'm at a point oh, where big. I need to use the strong. equipment yeah. to to le- yeah. Even um, Navali sells each round. You could purchase one of the the meats, 
the big, the big, the big chunk of meats, and those just double the life of a unit. So at the very minimum, you could put that on all your people if you had nothing else to put on. And that makes a, a decent damage and well, sorry, decent chunk in like survivability. So everything just goes better when everyone has double life, basically. Mm. You reckon that there's like some unfair like enemy advantage scaling going on because everyone said that you know enemies are way stronger than you, or do they just have more resources and like do they have equipment for every unit every round? They definitely start better everything. than you. I think you're supposed to be able to get better units and equipment than the enemy if you play it really well. Uh, but definitely, like, in terms of power level, like, their general, their guy that you're supposed to be 1v1ing, some of them are pretty powerful. Their respawn time is so much faster than yours. Oh, yes. For the, the it is definitely weighted one against One second. You. Like, it's... <laughs> Because Man. they expect you to eventually be able to figure out figure it out and like completely cheese the mechanic, so it it makes sense for it to be weighted against you initially, and then as you get better at it and get better stuff and your character levels up, eventually you'll be able to crush it. But this early, it feels bad. Yeah. I don't like how there's no permanent progression though, which I wish there was. Yeah. These auto you know, battlers usually have some sort of meta progression, don't they? Like a little bit yeah. of does does the rank not count? It just makes it harder. It doesn't make the rank. Yeah, the ranks. Stronger. Yeah, ranks actually. Right? It's oh, a deficit uh, yeah, because it you're to it lose make a tournament. You better. It, I guess the rewards yeah, are better. Then you're starting off worse than ever with the yeah, same. That's the, that's a question start, also because I heard that from other people that as your rank goes higher, that that's when the better rewards come in. Can you this confirm what happened, or deny that? This is what happened with Sanctum, where it's like. You're playing a roguelike, you're supposed to get more powerful as you go on, but usually you get more afflictions than boons. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's you like the same with the power fantasy and all of these RPGs and stuff like that. Yeah, you're supposed to get stronger, but I mean, en enemies also get stronger, so in the end, it's just the game gets more complex over time. But the gameplay doesn't change all that much. Someone said that at higher ranks, your starting default characters become better, but I'm pretty sure they don't become better, like good enough to make that a difference. Like, I don't think they suddenly outscale the enemy. No. Also, you have to get sure there. Not. Yeah, you have to get there. And that's that's the level of sync that I think already probably turns off a, a huge chunk of people. Yeah. The, the so. biggest thing that I just hope is that we get significant reward buffs. Like, even if they made it four or five times as rewarding, that still might not be enough. Maybe they're just the like. The mechanic so is your so reward fun. gets better with rank. They calibrated it for people to have like 4,000 rank or something by the end of the league. Like, it, it theoretically could, could just there. keep going up. Definitely yeah. never getting there if, if we, like, because I can't spend time here. I'm losing money. That that is an issue. You have to invest very heavily into the time. Five hundred rank from finishing the end game grind. Yeah, four thousand's not happening. End game grind is only five hundred. That's insane. Okay. 
I, I think they achieved it by only getting 500, but 500 was not the challenge. I'm going to look. Uh... Again, I'm getting all of this information from Twitch chat. Yep, I'm looking. <laughs> or at least I'm trying. To... All right. Win 150 matches while having at least 250 ranking. Yep, so you could do that at 500. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, unless there's something substantial locked behind having rank that high, um, I don't really see how the reward is going to scale appropriately. But well, maybe you get the better tattoos at a higher rank. Like, has anyone seen any of the the good tattoos that uh, change the big passive skills, uh, the big attribute yeah. passive skills? I saw one well, on Reddit. All the omens seem quite quite bad from what I've seen. But again, like I'm sure all of this is beyond heavily weighted currently. Hmm. I haven't seen any tattoos I, I would have used. I, I have a, a chunk now, but I'm not or they just have stats. Yeah, I I applied some. I got some life recovery from flasks, I got some all res, some flask. Flatfish, and I have the the killing blows have chance to consume corpses to recover ten percent of max life because I thought that fit well with my build for for clearing. Didn't really feel bad to give up ten int for that, but yeah, I don't have anything like mind blowing yet, where I'm like, oh yeah, game changer. This warrants spending hours and hours in this mechanic oh, that doesn't give me XP. I found a plus one to all int that goes on an int node. That's big. Oh, really? That, yeah. that is that's good. Gave it to a friend who was playing an int build, like immediately <laughs> playing a spell build. We've been led to assume that that's one of the chase ones, although, I mean, there may still be better ones. Hmm. I just think back to Sanctum when it's like chasing the uh, Sanctified Relics, you know, we were shown them, but I don't know how hard is it to find plus one proj in that situation, probably incredibly. Yeah. Even just CDR, you know, things like that. Did we ever get the actual correct like mechanics of the plus one projectile one? Because a lot of sources still say that you can put yeah, it's on trade now. plus one projectile on every single plus ten decks. No, no, no. no. It's limit limit one. No, it's one, not limit is it either. The Thirty or is it the seven adjacent? It's yeah, it's seven adjacent. Oh, so, so it's, it's only limited, but there's very few well. places that you'll be able to put it. So you could yeah. theoretically stack like four of them, but you would take your entire tree. Two, two a... will be easily doable. Yeah. Four will be a stretch. You can do four, but you have to path pretty weirdly, and you're gonna give up a lot for it. I and don't think it's reasonable to get more than four. The jewel might be the better play, just to double the tattoo stuff mm. yeah there are there are more places than four like in theory if you just built a tree to get additional projectiles i think you could do six but you wouldn't be like you know you wouldn't be a good build if you did that <laughs> you yeah, just six have tattoo more build. projectiles yeah Uh, what about the omen things? Has anyone used those yet? No, all the ones I saw were 
abysmal. Like, yeah, you know, all the like, ones I saw were not worth getting over. Turn on adrenaline for ten seconds or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Things like that. Usually get them at the end of a of a tournament, right? Like as a yeah. pick between either an omen or a tattoo. And for me, the tattoos were always more appealing. The omen was always some uh, some crap. Like I'd I'd like to like fill my inventory with the cast on death portal ones instead of using a cast on death portal, but they take up inventory space. Yeah, huh. I was surprised about that. I thought it was gonna be like a trade league, uh, you know. Socket saver or something. Yeah, not nah. picks up inventory space. Don't want it. <laughs> Missed opportunity. If it's not more convenient than having two sockets in my build, then I don't want it. Yeah, I mean that's that's path of exile, right? It's just a uh, little little micro min maxing and saving this there. When I explained my when I explained my build on stream for twenty minutes, I found a one percent increased life improvement that took like ten minutes to figure out how to do. Mm. <laughs> Was it allocating yeah. beef? Allocate beef for more life. It also uh, it made my cluster jewel easier to craft, so I ended up not spending the next two days trying to craft my cluster jewel. Well, that's a positive. Absolutely. Well, so we're all waiting for improvements and not doing the leap mechanic at this time. I see. I see. Still, still doing. I hate myself. Waiting for, I'm waiting for my items to get cheaper because I need eleven unique items, and some of them don't exist yet. Yeah, I think it's more. I'm waiting for build to get better to offset the dysfunctional aspects of the league for me. Yep. Okay. I need a stronger build. I'm I'm not only waiting for my build to get better, I'm waiting for my build to exist. That's I need to try thing. something with evasion in this because like since you've been telling me that obviously the when you evade then you don't get interrupted while trying to channel their totems. Yeah, some some uh, of the enemies use one. spells so you need to get spell dodge or something but for the ones that only do attacks you can have high evasion and it's really good. I mean it's not as good as just simply killing them but if your strategy is to rush all their totems without killing anything then it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I make a build oh. that does no damage and just has max decoy totems with max life. With huge AOE. <laughs> And then I just run around and lock those down. I could theoretically little, level that character to 100. Mm -hmm. I'm a little sad with how weak our side of the people are because one of my first thoughts while doing it on the first day was can I make an aura bot and just play yeah. solo? Kind of. <laughs> if you can, you can get there. The answer is yeah. no. I think if you have a really juiced grace, this would only work against enemies that only attack. If you had a really juiced grace and a really juiced vitality, you might win a battle of attrition. <laughs> it's possible. Maybe. <laughs> I just wanted to play a solo Orobot. I just thought it would be very cool to play a solo Orobot. The potential is there. You might just need to also use decoy totems. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, decoy totems last a very long time. They're very tanky. I don't Huge like. AOE. 
don't like the idea of like not knowing where the enemies target because there's, there's this one guy that like leaps around a little bit like Calm and uses a Sunder and another slam skill and, and that guy like always hits in the most unpredictable places <laughs> like, I always like try to try to dodge him and then just still get one shot I mean, I maybe it's something I'm missing. That are like, this guy has 50% physical overwhelm. He's destroying my juggernaut. And I'm like, I have no physical damage reduction. He can't overwhelm it. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but, but there's other physical reduction that he can't overwhelm because it's like only explicit physical reduction. But if you were to convert the physical damage into another uh, mm -hmm. damage type, then you could still reduce that. <laughs> but yeah, seeing that we're kind of uh, at a loss with the leak mechanic, we should probably talk a little bit about the Atlas strats and what we're actually doing uh, in order mm. to make the money that we're not making from the leak mechanic. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> so I, for one, um, because my build needs so many flask crafts, I path immediately to the 10 intelligence per map node just so I can spam masterminds. Right next to that is the uh, vol side area keystone where it makes them modifiable. Oh, you so I was that? doing every map, I would go find a vol side area, which is white when you take that keystone, alk it, and then vol it. <laughs> which means <laughs> it's exactly the same as if I hadn't taken the keystone. Only it costs you an alk and a vol. <laughs> because if all you do is Alk and Vol it, it's going to be as if you hadn't taken the Keystone. Why would Why? you do that? Well, one, for funsies. Uh, two, I wanted to see if the Vol would do anything chat. other than just corrupt it. And the answer is, is no, it just mod? corrupt it. It doesn't 8 mod? There's no like chance to... I only did, I think, four, and nothing happened other than just corrupting it. So it's Ooh. either I hit the one in four chance four times in a row, or it doesn't do anything. That's okay. that's weird. <laughs> Just don't take that. <laughs> Did you see the trial master uh, fragment at, at, at all, or no? I'm sorry. What when you were doing? Did you see the the trial master fragment roll on your? I Val have not seen zone? the trial master fragment roll, but my sample size is very small. I've heard. I've. I think it was data mine, but I've heard any good mods at all. I've been rare. looking. I've been looking for uh, Mahuzadol's machinations on trade like constantly and so far all of them are foil yeah, so either so. people really aren't getting the delve ones or uh no or, or the mod on the vol side area is not as common as we believed farmer trial master sucks though so i don't blame people <laughs> ultimately i should look for the fragments on trade actually instead of just the shield yeah hmm. probably yeah Yeah. Any of the trial masterpieces. I don't know which one comes from what uh set or from what place to acquire it. I see two pieces that are like three or four chaos. So those seem to be abundant. Uh what about these two? Twenty-five to sixty chaos. There's only a few. And then this one is sixty chaos. So you you could probably fight the trial master right now for about a hundred chaos. Yum. Which, considering the the rate of getting a good unique, that seems expensive. 
Always has been. Yeah, we. I think I, I said this on the last podcast when we were talking about stack decks, and I was like, every gamble in Path of Exile always balances itself out so that it's not worth it over a large number of samples. And Bella was like, that's only true for stack decks, but it's also true for a lot of bosses, actually. Your sample size is big enough, sure, but I don't think the economy could handle certain sample sizes. Like Trial Master is one of those where. No, no one out there is running yeah. ten thousand trial masters. You know. Yeah, I think this is intentional design it where it's like you shouldn't ever be able to attempt it enough for it to approach the lower than investment average return. Like they want you to do five and then get a good drop and then ride the ride the dopamine high of that. Or just yeah. do five, not get a drop, go do something else. They don't want you to run a thousand trial masters and hit drop rate. Yeah, they don't want you to be like expected. Just run this amount and you'll always make money. Which is how like Uber bosses and shit are right now. If you do one or two of them, you'll probably make nothing. But if you set yourself up and run five hundred Uber bosses in a row, you've made big profit, guaranteed. There's no <laughs> there's no risk. Okay. If you're one of the right first now. person, one of the first people to do the Uber boss, even the the very common uh, drops will probably be worth a lot. So like the the annihilations approach, which basically nobody uses, uh, is currently going for over a divine because there's only six of them on trade. Hmm. Yep. I need those still. And then Mahuzotl's was four divines yesterday. It is currently ten. There's only three of them, and they're all foil. <laughs> four, mm. I can't count. Foiled, foiled stuff is ever, all the rare drops right now. Mm. Real telling tale, isn't it? The first two headhunters that I saw whoop on trade, both foils. <laughs> Just two foils showed up before there was ever a natural drop. That's crazy. Not surprised. Hmm. It was it was something like uh, I think it was last last thing. There was something like seventy percent of headhunters came from either div cards or foils, based off of like eye levels and stuff like that. Not surprising. Right. I say I'm surprised. So what are you doing on your Atlas Beller? Legion farming. Legion? Hard Legion farming. That's oh, yeah, hard someone brings up a good point. We were talking about the Vol side area uh, mod waitings. Uh, Sir Gog has a very good video explaining why it's very bad. Okay. Huh? Very good, very bad. I'll check it out. Very good video, very bad for me. <laughs> Legion. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just hard Legion farming as hard as I can. Oh. So all the points in the tree. All the points in the tree. Not, a Legion not the space Sexton, is a Legion Scarab. Go kill Legions. Um I will say we are rapidly, rapidly dropping in price for the emblems. So I don't know how much longer that's gonna last, but for now, oh, yeah. it's as, still okay. As soon as you get most of the Legion stuff on the right-hand side of the tree, Legion becomes very nice to farm. And yeah. uh, 
I will say the 0.2%, 0 0.2%, 0 0.6% for um, splinters to drop as emblems instead. Think of that as double splinter drops. Yeah. Because it's a 1% chance to drop as 100 splinters instead of one. So that's basically doubling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Or you could get very lucky and get five emblems like immediately. I've been uh, doing ritual with the new keystone. It gives you just the one, one big page. Yeah, money I'm big page. That next. That one. It's a. Uh, Is it good? I like it. It's uh, it's definitely more fun. I think for solo stuff, that's way better than it probably would be for trade. But because it's like there's a lot of small and mid currency you pick up every single time. You can almost almost always buy out the entire page. Um, mm. I found like uh, six links already from it. The six link I'm using currently is from Ritual. But I found a nice. three or four now, I think. So you know, and I found a couple higher tier uniques. So it's it's good. And also the investments in rituals so little. I have like the chance cluster in, in the bottom left, and I just have the cluster for the keystone. That's it. And I'm like eight points or something. So it's pretty low mm. investment. And it has a good bevy. I mean, it basically feels like shit expedition. The experience is probably better, <laughs> but like the rewards are like shit expedition. Like, you know, I would rather have Tujin targeting. I'd rather have crafted things from Rock. I'd rather have uniques from Gwen. But instead, you get the one big bargain page ritual. And that's fine. It's like brain, brain shut off mechanic. So I don't think it's probably worth it ultimately, but definitely relaxing. I don't have to think. Theoretically, you get more rewards by virtue of uh, reroll costs tribute. So if you never oh, yeah. reroll and you just buy everything in the shop, you theoretically get better returns. It's just you're not rerolling the highest value thing. So you're seeing you're seeing less you're seeing fewer spikes of good rewards, but you're seeing more overall. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely you're spending more tribute on actual rewards and probably also less on deferring, right? I don't um, defer at all. You just buy the whole shop. No deferring occurs ultimately. <laughs> I most times I have fifteen to twenty thousand favor. So it's like also, not a not a whole lot is not purchased. Think of how much faster you're mapping if instead of sitting in the shop window and re-rolling and deferring and picking the <laughs> most optimal thing, just buy the whole screen every time. Pretty much. I just start at the top left because that's where the most expensive things are. And I click and then it. <laughs> Plus you can also you, you can apply your filter to ritual. So it's like it's even yeah. more brain dead. So I just click this I click what's not blacked out and that's it. When I leave map. That's definitely gonna be that's that's the savior there is that you're just loot filtering it. You're just like, mm -hmm. I'll take that. See ya. Yep. And there's like there's times where you leave a map with ten thousand favor, but it's like it's fine because unga bunga brain, you know. Go to your next map, get another ten thousand favor. Exactly. No problem. Hmm. That and I've also been using the uh, the rarity conversion keystone. That I feel like is a almost solo self on This is like it might be some cracked way it's solved for trade, like with MFing, but for like a poor man's MFing and SSF, it's really, really good when a, a series of stars align. But aside from that, it doesn't seem very good. Um, but I have like 
the ghost that exiles with all the ghost shit and then ruckus on then i do a delirious map and i put in a gilded relic race scarab and then i have that on i have like 800 rarity in the map and then when it does happen a thousand uniques in the map and that feels cool but that doesn't happen all the time that's just like kind of a dud otherwise hmm. it's useful for a very very specific strategy where for some reason you're going for uniques Otherwise, you yeah, probably but also like get that keystone mid tier uniques because realistically, you're still not going to hit. Yeah, you you're know. still need a lot of still get the good ones. So, I'm, I'm trying to get like a denture bait, you know. That's like for like mid tier stuff, it feels fun. Also, like the dopamine, you know, big, big yeah. dope. Dropping a thousand uniques is pretty fun, even if they're all bad. Yeah, so, so I got. My free uh, Alva missions early on in the mapping process, and, and directly made a temple with just a uh, upgrade the the sacrifice uh, apex of ascension thing, and sold that directly for thirty C, and I was fixed. I was like, oh, this was so easy, and basically just a byproduct of me mapping and killing monsters. Uh, I'm gonna do Alva again, so I spec a little bit into Alva, combining it with uh, some abysses, so that we have like tons of monsters in the map, right between between the incursions and the abysses. And then probably going to uh, layer some delirium or beyond on it. Uh, I don't know yet. Um, also, I don't know if, if that's something I only do or whether this is a fallacy and you shouldn't do it. But I also always, if I try, if I can, I fit in intelligence gathering where you completing your maps grants intelligence for a random mm -hmm. immortal syndicate safe house because yeah. it's just yep. passive gain while you're doing your maps, right? And then I'd be like that. Yeah. yeah. That's been like. Pretty much ever since it was added, every league in SSF, I would say most people who play SSF just bum rush that and then just leave it on until they have all their unlocks and then just, you know, yep. it's, it's just such a good passive. It's free, especially if you're blowing like through, because it works no matter what map you're doing. If I do a, a white map in 30 seconds or do a red map in five minutes, it's still 10 intelligence. There's, there's it, not even a difference. Okay. Yeah. And it can, it could also hit, but it could hit a full safe house. So if you, if you're trying to target, a specific safe house and i have research is already full and ready to run the 10 can go to research and it's just like a dud it happens um so it's really mostly good if you're doing katarina farming but yeah you can if you're trying to do targeted stuff it's a little bit less good i was surprised it actually has alt text that says that it can target of an already full safe house like it warns yeah. you about that on the node <laughs> it does you are forewarned no excuses I've only ever taken that when I was hard farming Legion myself. Well, not Legion. Um, Jun myself. Mm. Like, I've never just, like, passively. It's pretty cool to just every so often get a free mastermind when you're not even, like, targeting it. Yeah. You just gotta put June next to your map device. Otherwise, you're not gonna see the, the exclamation mark sometimes. Mm. <laughs> yep. You'll just forget. You're like, oh, what's this? Hmm. PoE does not like any other applications running at the same time as itself. It's been a, a massive pain on anything that I tried to do on the PC that it runs on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just closed it, and so my my camera should be moving again. Everything smooth, right? Um, yeah, yeah. No, no. That's an intelligence gathering thing is really good. And like every every once in a while, you feel like, oh, I got to switch something around. Then you pop in betrayal. Uh, 
from the master mission so you can you can have a chance to change your setup and then you just when you everything is nice you just keep on farming it up until you get those safe houses the only really thing nice. that's bad about that node is if you manage to do all of the safe houses without ever getting an actual betrayal encounter in your map you need to run one more yeah. betrayal encounter just so all the interrogations tick through so you get the intelligence for the mastermind because you'll have Hopefully, three yeah. you'll have three captains sitting in the interrogation yeah. room to interrogate the mastermind or to get in mastermind intelligence and if you get a fourth one it just gets rid of one of them without giving you the intelligence that, oh. the, the level also if you don't do one at yes. least the one you do you don't do it in a red map you're gonna have a like a level seventy or yeah, whatever it is. I'm uh, gonna have an item level sixty nine, uh, Katarina, because I've only done the uh, free ones yeah. that it gives me. I I haven't found June in a map, so all of the safe houses are level sixty nine, and the mastermind's gonna be level sixty nine, which works out I think for trying to get the Cinder Swallow. But basically, if you do one red map, uh, it'll bump it up to the level of that map. Bummer, bro. Yeah, there's a similar mechanic with the the Alva Temple, where if if you just do like one incursion in a in a really high map, then that will bump up the the level of your final temple. So, if I remember correctly, it used to be so before there were three incursions per map. You had to do like three maps and one incursion per map to get it to be the correct level. It would do some sort of like average, but now that there are three incursions per map, you can do it in one map. Yeah. If you do one and then leave the map, it probably won't go all the way up to the level of the map. Not? I, I believe it was like the average of all the incursions that you've done plus 10 capped out at the maximum of the ones they that might have did. changed it when they changed incursion but i remember yeah they may have changed it but that was the old info uh, that was the old formula i believe in incursion yes so like in incursion league if you only did one high level one and a bunch of low level ones it would be somewhere in the middle oh okay that's what you mean no I, I think like you, you don't actually need to do that many high level ones it, it just bumps it up a lot Bump. But uh, but it's capped at the highest one, so you don't need to do one high one. But yeah, I, I need to I, I need to try it. I'll just need to keep track of the levels that I do and see whether the formula still works out. And if not, then see what adjustments need to be made for it to still work properly. Yeah, but any any atlas farming strats you get your eyes on that you want to still tackle anytime soon, or stuff that you can't talk about probably because you don't want to ruin the market for it. Uh... <laughs> There are a lot of mechanics that are fun that I want to run and are somewhat profitable. So there are super efficient nodes for specific ones. So instead of going all in on one, I'm getting like the one super good cluster for each of the like five mechanics that I like. It's probably not efficient in terms of like money per hour, but it is quite fun to see like your five favorite mechanics, at least one per map, and they're pretty good. Not fully juiced, but pretty good. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'm Block, hoping I block to block so the fact that's. I want to really like heavily juice and see loot on the floor again. Because it's been like more than a year since that's been a thing I could do. You can pretty easily heavy juice Legion, is I think you were agreeing earlier. It's a pretty good idea to juice Legion. 
Yeah, Legion seems to be working, but also like the new Beyond Keystone and Delirium Keystone that let the Beyond and Delirium not run out yeah. might be enough to make like generic juicing really good again. So I'm hoping to get into that, but I need a stronger character than what I have to do that level of juice. Yep, so, story of my life. <laughs> working on it though. Yeah, Beyond looks interesting. I might do that a little bit. Um as I like start to MF which I kinda wanna get a plus three denger bait and it'd be really easy to link it and socket it, et cetera, with the with tainted goodness. Um seems fun. I like I'd like the idea of expedition, the big boom, extreme archaeology. But hmm. man, yeah, but there's what like what would you use for that? Because well that's the so problem. So like I- I'm playing Vixens and I for sure cannot do exped when there's the can't be cursed non highlighted subtext that I'll be hitting half the time because it's just nuzzled in there. Like the concept for the big boom for me is a speed and quality of life node where it's like boom, there's expedition, big boom, blow it, hit it. And like I'd have to have a build that can basically, yeah. I mean, I, I want a build that's like gonna be able to be, um, you know immunity proof and that's maybe some try ellie thing just so this i whiff yeah. all the things but like there's so many silver bullets in xped if you're just blowing and going that i don't i don't know if that's going to be like remotely viable you basically need um fizz as extra of all three elements and then it and it's series promise like that's basically the only way to be able to never be completely stonewalled i just i don't know why it says immunity i wish it just said 70 percent reduced damage it would get it would get the point across like immunity is just so so unfun i mean the only thing i've had less fun hitting immunity is maybe the five seconds done in central but aside from that that's you know hitting immunity is by accidents like oh man like yeah, I, I, I don't, don't mind for just... that particular thing in the game because it's like every time you do get it, it's like, oh yeah, that was my mistake. I shouldn't have gotten that. Right. So it's only only you can blame yourself. Yeah, the highlighting scheme though is the annoying part, to be honest, on top of that, because it's like I'm playing a build where can't be cursed ruins the build. I cannot kill a single thing if I hit that. And I wish I could like somehow determine like what's highlighted or something. They, they clearly have it highlighted for a reason, right? Yeah, no, no, they just cannot be cursed. Hexproof, yep. I can kill. Cannot be cursed. That the build to zero damage them. I do. I do wish we could select our own colored text for those. That would be actually fantastic. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, someone determined which ones were the most important to be able to see, and we were not that person. Yeah. Yeah. Also, whatever's most important is different for every build. So, like, yeah. give me a give me a UI and let me pick them. Yeah, it could even be integrated with the lore, right? Like, it's just uh, you communicate your list to the to Danik, the and so so Danik could actually like you know highlight mm-hmm. those mods for you when Not there's the extra rippy remnants. But the same lore written by the guy who calls Poe Poe One is that same lore. We we had a discussion about this. It's like we were having a conversation about the differences between PUE one and PUE two, and it just took so much extra time to enunciate every single time that I was I was starting to see the appeal in saying Po one and Po two. 
Just say one and two then. Yeah. You you know you're talking about Path of Exile. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, true. that's that's a given. Hmm. They don't have to be yeah. that guy saying Poe. Reminds me of the ExileCon uh, live stream day one and day two on YouTube with the YouTube generated captions, where they when they say hmm. Pewee one, it always said Puree <laughs> or Pewee. Oh yeah, Puree. Man, I get that all the time. My captions say, "Hey guys, Matt and Lady here." Half the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's> like... <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> better than scissoring <laughs> yeah hey guys scissoring <laughs> i want to look a at lot, my dude. own auto captions yeah what do they say oh it gets crangled you enunciate pretty well though i think you might be safe yeah i have very little background noise on most of them so it even got path of exile yeah cat fluster Right. Well, there's a. We went through it in a record time. I guess we we all just hyped to get back to play, to get more experience, to, uh, well, to be able to talk more about it. Progression. Never stop playing. <laughs> right. Didn't happen this whole time. <laughs> I've been doing the league mechanic. I've made like four C this whole podcast. It's horrible. Wow. <laughs> four C for year. I need to get back to maths. Uh, I got some nice tattoos, but then like my game almost crashed my entire PC, so I just shut it oh, down man. so I can do the performance podcast. Is, uh, performance is, is, is on something this league. Something's, something's up. Yeah, I thought it was only my computer, but like I've definitely heard from other people as well that performance is not up to uh, what it used to be, which is sad because I'm really having fun, like a lot more fun than I uh, than had deserve. in past leagues in this year. <laughs> it's so inconsistent for different people i've had zero performance issues the whole time and i just sort of feel bad about it because you have all these people like oh the ground you isn't you don't deserve it you don't deserve the issues Cat neither really do did. they cat does cat oh yeah does. i found i found a funny auto-generated caption in one of my videos uh obviously it doesn't know the unique item Ngamahu's sign oh boy not yeah. a word that exists so it's um, Tune Yama Foos. Oh, and no. Yama Foo is a proper noun. It's capitalized. <laughs> what? Like a, like a Fu Manchu? Uh, Y-A-M-A space F-U. Yamaha. But yeah, did, did you guys also have like longer load screens on day one? Like just sometimes yes. I had like minutes load Significantly. Um... And those so what I did better. was when the performance patch came out, I loaded a bunch of zones over and over because I knew it would like the shader cache would be cleared or something. And so for some reason, doing that was enough. So my loading screens in town were only like four seconds at worst. Mm. Damn. Big loader. I, I assume everyone that's complaining about this has done all of the obvious troubleshooting steps, like having... What, what are the obvious the, troubleshooting steps? Well, turn um, it off, turn it back on. There were some people that said that their setting for shadows changed from the default to global illumination without them doing that, and that was causing a lot of problems. Uh, personally, I'm inclined to believe that they said it like that and forgot. Um <laughs> 
Global Illumination? Huh. Yes, dude, there's global a shadow settings. Uh, so default is just shadows, and then the more intensive setting is shadows plus global illumination. Is that like global it's, elite? It's a much more uh, intensive lighting system. Mine was set to that, and it never has been. I just did it right then. I just changed shadows. it back. Yeah, Wait, some people shadow... are saying for, for some reason, that setting in particular causes a very wide array of performance. Where problems. is it? Where is it located? Uh, in, in graphics, um, your shadow... It, it the shadow setting shadows. Is you can do shadows and global illumination, or just shadows make sure, default. Make sure everyone yells it at me at the same time so I can really understand it. Yep. <laughs> When you hit options and it <laughs> yeah. opens up the graphic settings, it's yeah. in the middle of the page that it opens to. Like well, that's it's, you're it's an right extra wide monitor. I can't see on some my monitor is different. <laughs> it says lighting, and then it's anyway, either so shadow default people, or shadow and global. For some people like me, that makes very little FPS difference. For some people, that means that their CPU is being maxed out. Yeah. I got a new CPU on the table over there. We're 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 building a new uh, PC for this. Ooh. It's going to be well. I mean, half a new PC. I'm still going to use the old graphics card and all that. But like, what yeah. are you gonna do in the I, new I, computer? Hmm. What What's the new computer for? For For Path of Exile, hopefully. That was for Deep Rock Galactic. No, nah, Deep Rock Galactic runs like a charm on this. <laughs> that old shit box. <laughs> Rock and Stone, uh, baby. You you been playing? No, I haven't played in a while. I uh, I play whenever there's a big content update. I just want to like kill new shit in the game, but they don't. Well, they have they just released a new season uh, where they, new, where they added like so many so many new monsters. Yeah. Well, then I'm gonna go kill some new shit after you know a month of path. Yeah, let me know. I'll I'll, I'll join in. On the phone, got a rock and stuff. You could be on a German server, though. I'll I'll, you know, I'll play with the U.S. ping. I'm fine. You'll, you'll take uh, the burden, the mighty burden. I'm best scout EU West. You, you're not going to be on EU West. You're going to be on US East. <laughs> but I'm the best one from EU West. Yeah, you used to be in your little pond, but now you're in the big ocean, baby. <laughs> Right. You're in the big rock and stone ocean. Well, I got the big big stage to to show off. Yeah, that's gonna true. be great. I'll put you on the global stage. No, exactly. But can enough. your PC run old school RuneScape? Crisis. With all of the oh, okay. HD plugins on. <laughs> you play with HD on? Uh, oh not what? HD. The 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 one seventeen HD. Yeah, yeah. Which Better. you can apparently tune it to use a hundred percent of your available CPU, regardless. Mm-hmm. I like I like old fashioned RuneScape. None of that fanciness. I All killed one percent spell block. Yeah, one percent spell goblins block for to ten two minutes or two chaos. and got the champion scroll. So now I'm killing imps. Good. Your old goblin. My my brain can't think about any other games other than Pee when Pee launches. Yep. That's fair. I'm, I'm like basically just waiting for the first prices month. to go down, so it's okay for and me. Matt Swaddle is going to be a rough one. I think that's going to be a, a little bit of a wait for you. Yep, it was four divines, and now it's ten divines, and since there's only like four of them, you can set whatever price you want. It's uh, Unfortunately, it's used 
it's actually best in slot for a lot of builds and not just yeah. the Yosis meme it's, of the It's not like the Annihilations <laughs> approach where it's no. going to be only me. No, it's it's also, I think, a 5% drop off of Trial Master. Which is better than Hateforge, but only just. Yeah. Yeah, Anchor, you might have to hate her to the scenario. Build. I rebuild uh, one Quackman 3.0 and kill Trial Master a bunch. Yeah, that's what I would suggest. Could, uh, like, oh, you could kill Travis Farmer on almost any character. Man's my my current character, absolutely not. You sure? I mean, it's it's a mildly tanky poison prolif pathfinder, and mm. I'm running rags for gear right now. So, in order to be, save up currency for the actual build, that's fair. Why don't you uh, petition the viewers? In the most illegal uh, TOS way possible. So I try not to like solicit donations and accept donations for a build that I anticipate other people actually being able to try. There were a couple of builds where it was like, oh, the one Quackman project and stuff. I'm spending 250 divines crafting a ring that gives me a 3% DPS increase. Like, yeah. I'm okay using donated currency for that. Like it's, nope. I'm basically throwing it into a bonfire. There's no other choice. You're gonna have to start the OnlyFans account to fund the uh, to fund the path build. What's a, a, a site called? Wait, cameo. Do we do a cameo? You could, could. do a cameo. We could do cameo. Probably you probably got, more reputable than the OnlyFans. <laughs> it feels slightly more reputable than Fiverr. Yeah. Fiverr's like the dollar store, though. It's not even always $5, even though it's called Fiverr. Yep. If, if you're doing anything on Fiverr for $5, you're, uh, you're short-selling yourself. Probably. Depends. Probably. I mean, if it really literally takes you like a minute to do. A lot of $5 bills. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there any 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 big changes that you're looking forward to? <laughs> Anything that you want to still discuss in terms of the game before we uh, round things off and uh, call it a day here? I hope uh, I hope this league is patched appropriately, both in <laughs> effect and in timeline. And I hope yeah, it doesn't I'm last glad, four months. <laughs> uh, most of the problems with the league mechanic are very simple changes. If they were to fix it in the way that we expect them to like it's not oh the whole league mechanic is fundamentally broken and has to be redone from the ground up it's more like oh we just need some numbers changes and a couple of ai changes that's the good news is the base league mechanic is actually a really good idea like mm -hmm. it's and it's functioning mostly well so so the, we're generally optimistic is what i'm saying yeah yeah i'm in that boat too like i don't really want to do the league mechanic right this second but I would love to be focused on the league mechanic like a lot. I, I, I would like to want to do it. Like I would, I, I just don't like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm in love with it, but I don't feel compelled to do it. <laughs> well, massive shout out to letting us just stockpile 500 silver coins. So when it's not shit, I could run it. That is, I mean, that's positive. like, I just, I mean, my gripes, I wish, you know, I could put them somewhere that was maybe. You know, next to my forbidden tomes that are amassing in my stash, but mm. at least we could save them. 
And that feels good because it's like, all right, I want to go do, you know, Ancestors. Let me just sit there. And also, thankfully, it pulls from the stash. I was so worried that I would have to have them on me. You oh, know, I didn't know that. That's pretty good. Oh, it pulls from the st- I've been pulling them out the every time. Just you assuming. goddamn noobs. No, you can't pull from the stash. Assuming. Yeah. I just assumed it wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, that's a right. History would agree with you. But this time, it pulls from the stash. So it is a, there's that level of quality of life. You don't have nice. to have them on you. One more slot. You could put your omen, your cast on death portal omen on. Yeah, you also, I don't know, is that what you just said? That you don't need to actually expend a coin to go here? Like, unlike road markers where you actually consume well, the, the waypoint. Yeah. You only need to I use just... one to get the waypoint, and then you can just go there. Yeah, fair enough. The fair waypoint. Enough. You have to enter the airlock, though, which is, I'll just, I'll, I'll repress that one, but <laughs> it does get you close. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I'm uh, in the middle of a battle here right now. I got I got uh, tempted sure. by Balor Mage. It's Balor Mage always taunting me with the fact that uh, <laughs> he, he's always playing during these podcasts, and that makes me feel like I'm missing out on valuable playtime. But obviously, as a podcast host, I shouldn't be playing while I'm uh, sitting here and supposed to be running the show. But I'm winning it, so that's a good thing. Hey, well, we're cheering you on. I mean, it's not that he's always playing; it's just that he has he doesn't stop. So it's it's a different state, you know. Don't, don't even know how. Yeah. It's true. Well, it's because the gloves. You got the gamer gloves. The gamer uh, gloves make you go. Yep. Yep. It's, that's the one. It's almost like it's against TOS. You know, you have these <laughs> performance enhancing drugs on you. It's it's just right. dressing for success, dude. It's the it's the it's mental true. confidence boost. I know. This is like you know a rugby it's player like playing for league full start. full football equipment. It's not fair. I have something that can fill time for a good thirty seconds. Uh, I forgot in my build explanation earlier to mention that I am using I'm actually using Cosprey's will to its full effectiveness. The build. Scales evasion rating a lot, and so the 2,500 evasion rating you get from Cosprey's Will is pretty good. Um, nice. I care about the curse limit because I'm auto-casting three curses uh, with my spellcast loop, and curses being able to apply to hexproof enemies is huge, and 100% chance to poison against a cursed enemy is almost all of my damage. Like Based on my passive tree and my gear, Without the Cosprey's Will, I would have a 15% chance to poison. <laughs> so 85% of my chance to poison is coming from that one modifier. So I'm using all of the mods on it to, I would say, their full effectiveness. And um, it doesn't have a life modifier on it, so you're able to use the 15% increased life mastery. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah, I always forget that one. Like I, yeah. I don't. It's great. <laughs> I, I love that one. So I I'm, mean, if I actually make a build, I probably won't forget it. I'm just like, when I'm looking at, at chest pieces that don't have a life mod, I always forget the mastery. Yeah, I'm always glad when I'm able to find like a best-in-slot argument for an item that I've never used before. Like One of my proudest accomplish- accomplishments is making a build where Worm Sign was best-in-slot. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the build was garbage, but the worm slot Wormstein was best in slot in that build. Wow. Best worm. Something's so, buggy right now. So that is to say I'm particularly proud of Cosprey's will being used effectively in this build because I've never used it before. I almost picked one up today. I saw it and I was like, do I want this? This would save me one passive. And I realized that it would give me nothing else I care about, really. So, so it's a surprisingly strong chest considering it's worth nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's another good thing. I get to double corrupt a billion of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for free. <laughs> They're actually worth nothing. If you uh, single corrupt two of them, you could use a fusing to combine them. Ah, yes. The the little-known vendor recipe. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't show up in the in the window as what you're going to get. No, it's, it's, it's in the tutorial, though. you got to look at the path tutorial. It's in there. Yeah, you, you yeah. see Someone's the little eye that button and believe on, it. The, on the bottom right of your screen True. on the UI, there's a little eye button for the tutorials. I mean, it, it flashes yellow when there's a it tutorial, does. and no one notices yeah. it anyway. It's the, it's the eye of fusing. I mean, listen, Baylor, I convinced people that using certain color combinations would equal six links. So, yeah, the average player is a, is a special breed. Now, what you got to do is, you know how um, on your abilities, uh, support gems show up as a specific character, and then you can mm -hmm. reorder the gems in your links to spell different words? Yep. If you spell certain words, it does more damage. Fun fact. Also, that's how you pick guild tags, is you have to feed it maps that are, have different letter denominations. Is that, still, is that still in place, that outdated system? I haven't changed my guild tag in so long. Path of Excel? Yeah, it's still in place. <laughs> we have still an actually good question here. I, I, I fear the answer is no, but uh, anyone know if tattoos show up on the skill tree in someone's profile on the PoE website? Mm. I mean, no, there's no official support I yet, wouldn't right? know. Probably the website. The website itself, if you were to open a profile and view a tree where it shows all the jewel sockets, that typically has everything, but most third-party websites that view trees from profiles typically. I honestly, I honestly think they'd only do it if it was like a permanent addition. But I, I'm I'm curious now, so I'm going to check. Who knows? Any changes to this little tree yeah. viewer on their website is almost always undocumented, but so far they've been pretty good about keeping it updated. They didn't show like crucible trees for context, tree so. You didn't have crucible trees. I don't think they show up in path of building, which is what really matters. Oh, uh, they do. Oh, wow! You guys are right. They're actually on the official uh, on the official page, guys. Whoever keeps that updated is doing a fantastic job. That's me. You're welcome. <laughs> so this I is showing the the tattoos that are on my skill tree. Mm. I still don't have a single tattoo on. In game or IRL? Uh, in game. What about uh, in real both? life? I have I have one tattoo in real life now. I got so, it this year. What is it? Uh, two nothing yet. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm getting mixed well, signals. <laughs> almost nothing yet. It's a little honeycomb thing on my arm, and no. it's it's going to get filled in from different tattoo artists. I just thought that was like your compression glove, but like a sleeve. <laughs> Like a full arm thing. <laughs> no, it's gonna get it's gonna get filled in. 
from different so each, each cell different is going to have its own like each cell is going to be done like a different dude they're going to yep. do their own little thing what kind of what kind of things you put like a chaos orb in there like what kind of things oh, you're no, going to get i'm going to let them decide oh uh, god well uh -huh. that's that's playing a dangerous game but at least it'll yeah. be a good story yep <laughs> who knows what it'll look like i mean there's yeah I bite my tongue. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it's a good plan. I'm just saying it's the plan. Every fiber in my body wants to say things. The lady, <laughs> lady listened when they said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I don't listen. I don't ever listen. Sounds good, Baylor. Good idea. <laughs> all right. Are you at least going to like vet the shops? Or is it just yeah. going to be like, okay. Yeah. I oh. pick ones that I like generally like the art style of. Mm. Right. And then, and then let that person do whatever they want. Mm. I wanted to, I wanted to get one thing. I just remembered um, before we end the podcast. Um, so Balor and I were both at ExileCon. I want to make sure because a lot of people, were next to me without knowing that they were next to me. And I want to make sure that the two or three times that we met, you actually knew that it was me. Not the first time. Not the first time, because I've... no one knew it was me the first time. And I couldn't, like, I was trying to figure out how to introduce myself <laughs> at the first one. The first one is also when I walked up and took, like, a big fistful of your badges. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, no, the first time I had no idea, but after that I did. Yeah, so when we met late at the after party, you did know that that was me. Okay. Because I was probably next to a lot of people that knew of me, but did not know that that was me right in front of them. Yep. Well, you were dressed like a fucking cyborg, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> I was and wearing a weird helmet visor. On. Weird helmet? He was the third Daft Punk. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I was discount Daft Punk. I was discount uh, Mass Effect Corian cosplay. That's a bit more uh, hard to digest. <laughs> yeah, that one you have I'll to actually that. played Mass Effect. Um, they even allow you in there like that? Like, you wouldn't be allowed uh, in the so bank, right? The, the guy at the front actually had me take it off and show my photo ID, but it was quick enough, and I was, like, covering the sides of my face that nobody else saw. Yeah, and right. that one guard was there the whole time. So, like, when I went to go visit, do the meet and greet with uh, Chris Wilson and Vex, uh, that one guard was there. So they knew that I was allowed to be there, but they still surrounded me when I was next to Chris. Well, they knew the guy wearing that mask was allowed to be there. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It could have been. They didn't verify again that it like, was me. You know, I could I could have swapped my mask with someone else. They got to If they start getting like bigger conventions they gotta not have that happen realistically <laughs> that's like the ultimate red flag there, even there more so the, the gym qr code things. thing is like <laughs> that's that's mind-boggling still so there's Chris, a certain amount yeah. of faith rather than uh completely vetting everything that ever happens ever because like for example, uh, Jim brought the uh, the toucan cards that had the uh, the toucan copy pasta on the front and a link to his socials on the back, and Crazy. it was a QR code. <laughs> and 
<laughs> the QR code is to a link tree, which has like all of his socials, including an OnlyFans. And so he would hand the Toucan card to people, including GGG employees. And one of the employees was like, oh, you know, it's security company policy. I'm not allowed to scan QR codes. And then we go to meet Chris Wilson and we hand Chris Wilson a card and he immediately takes out his phone and scans it. And it was like, Chris, no. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Absolute oh, tree. that's scary. Uh, he got, he does, he does a lot of things that he's not supposed to do though. So it's funny. Cause like uh, the, yet the very, very first path of exile me up, but it was like 30 people there. I went to it in San Francisco and it, it, I want to say it's, uh, John, who's the guy in charge of Path Two now? Is that Jonathan or no? What's it, Mark? Which one's that? Uh, He's like the Jonathan. beard and glasses, Jonathan, right? I think it's Jonathan. I'm pretty sure it's Jonathan. All right, it was him and Rory, the two people that were there, pretty much, and they were uh, people were buying Chris beers because it was like at a bar, which is like you know that's normalish. He's like we're here to talk to them and here yeah. let's buy you a beer, and. uh Chris was just accepting all the drinks random people were giving him, and they were like, "No, no, no! You can't! You can't just be taking no! You can't do that! Um, you can you can let just... someone buy you a beer, but you have yeah. to get it from the bartender." Yeah, yeah. No, they were just they handing were just paid him for it. Not stuff. You don't take like, it out yeah, of some fine. random person's hand. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> so he just he just liked that, which is fine. Uh, it's just you know. I guess he's not used to being a VIP. There's a there's another story I, I will I can't really tell on stream but I'll tell it afterwards. It's about Chris, but <laughs> but him with trading. I have a, have a mutual friend who I guess I could tell it. There's a, we have a mutual friend. I can't name. I'll I can't name the person. Okay, so <laughs> there's a I have a mutual friend that I can't name, but he facilitates a lot of um, trading card procurement that Chris has used him before, um, and I attend these conventions and stuff with him. And there's often times and this happened, I think last year, where you'll have like Chris will be at a convention walking around with a, a box, uh, like a, a deck box of trading cards, um, 200, 300 grand worth of trading cards in them, just walking around by himself. And it's like no sense of, you know, urgency, no sense of someone could steal this, someone could rip me off, whatever. Um, so he's he there's like a, a like a level of oblivious bliss that he kind of just has as he's seemingly floating around. Um, we must clarify that at ExileCon he had a personal bodyguard that followed him around yeah. because that yeah. was necessary. <laughs> yeah, he probably should. Um, so, at this point, uh, at, so the the security that were working the event were like they had to sleep at some point, right? So. There was there were like after parties and people went to bars and the security was like, we need to like go home and go to sleep, please. So we can't just leave the event open until 1 a.m. Makes sense. So that's why he was at a bar by himself. Yeah, he made the conscious decision to go there without security. My uh, my favorite ones from Chris was uh, he got to the end of, a, of the deck of the trading trading card things that he was running. And um, I know the person who like took the last one off him, and then he was like, he was like, oh, I'm I was explicitly told not to hand out this last card in the deck, the 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 bit that wasn't part of the game but had a bunch of other information in it. He's like, I'll get in a lot of trouble <laughs> if I hand this out. And then the person went, well, then that's definitely the one I want. Yeah. <laughs> and he just handed it over anyway. 
<laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get in trouble for that. I'd get in even more trouble if it was signed. And then, <laughs> and then it just got handed back to him and he signed it. <laughs> yep. He doesn't care about the rules. <laughs> he's a maverick. He's a, he's so now he got handed out and it's signed. <laughs> Something all right. I do feel like at times, these events, he should have like a care. Someone just to help him out when these things are happening. No more, no more scanning QR codes. No more handing out confidential information. To be fair, he did not click on the QR code. He only scanned it to see what it was. True. But, but he's like, oh, fair, I probably should that was that malicious, it probably would have, it could have probably, you know. Well, uh, I can't wait to meet him then tomorrow. Yeah. I, I hope I get yeah, well, some word him. I mean, he, he the, needs, it's probably going to be so big, dude. It's, it's probably going to be so big. They said they have like a table with 40, 40 seats reserved, and it's not going to, it's not going to be enough. But then again, nope. it's hard to tell. We talked about it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Good. It's also supposed to be a decent restaurant. So very nice. So, any fun stuff happening? Anyone still streaming for the rest of the night oh, or yeah. day? We're only halfway through the day. Not, not in the real world. <laughs> Nighttime over here. America is the only real country. <laughs> well, I have to have the American response, you know. Uh, I'm gonna go to yeah, bed. I got, I got things. Um, I'm gonna go to sleep. It's it's late. Maybe clean chores. <sighs> Nothing fun. I'm then, regretfully yeah. employed. <laughs> gainfully, gainfully employed. As we're supposed to say. Right. Well, I think this was great. Thanks for sharing, all, especially the part at the end where you shared all these stories about Chris. That was the <laughs> best. <laughs> but it was uh, also great to have you here just to talk about the leak mechanic and make a little bit more sense of it. And uh, I'm now a little bit more excited to play, but also I, I want the buffs now that you confirmed for me that there's no carrot at the end of the stick and then no carrot at the... Uh, there could be a carrot. There could be a carrot. Could be a hidden carrot. I, I got a six link earlier, but it was a Val Valerie Gallia six link, but then it was only eye level 70, so it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, great. I'm I'm quite confident that it'll be easy enough to buff the league mechanic rewards that they'll do it. And since the mechanic is so good, I also feel confident that they'll bother to do it because mm. people want to play it. I, I want to play it. Just, just make it rewarding, please. <laughs> all right with that said uh should we do our recommendations for what for what i, I don't know like oh for, for the viewers go, go see oppenheimer i'm still trying to figure out how to see oppenheimer and barbie at the same time on two separate Oppenheimer's? Oh boy. I haven't seen either of them. I want to see them both at the same time. I haven't seen either of them either. I'm just I don't know. one way shorter than the other. Sure. You have to time stretch or or you have like one black screen on this. I mean you, you can just, get like VR glasses and you then just like, it. <laughs> watch one on one side and the other one on the other side, right? Like one per Once eye. Barbie runs out, you just reset Barbie and watch it again. <laughs> All right. What did you mean, though? I don't. I just don't understand. 
Well, yep. it didn't mean anything. Uh, basically, I, I was like, he wants. Do us you to want to recommend? Oh yeah, you could no, also he recommend said recommendations. Your con- I, uh, yeah, you I recommend, recommend watching Yosis. Content. There you go. <laughs> I recommend watching Lighty. Boom. Done. I, I also actually recommend watching Yosis, especially the videos. As opposed to yeah, what, my stream my streams are basically just a jukebox Once at the a moment year. because my build is not anywhere close to done. Mm. Well, because a lot and of the I'm, streams I'm a small enough streamer that I don't get DMCA work. claims for live music. Oh, you working right? the, out the, to have it? The stream is a lot of working out how to make the weird meme work. The video is I made the weird meme work. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's the best bit. So I mostly just started streaming for like this is the behind the scenes because people are like, you know, how difficult was this to level with? Pretty difficult yeah. it turns out. Yeah. That's fair. And also if you can see each individual step that I took towards making it work, it's easier to replicate. Yeah. True. Check that- out. That is great. Yeah, no, it's also streams are really good to so that you don't have to locally record footage. It's like nice to have your online archive of your play sessions, and then you can just cherry pick from it for videos. You could also do what I do. Replay buffer. Um, So you'd think that's what I do, but my my VODs have like the Twitch chat in it, and they're uh, pretty low bit rate, and my builds tend to have a lot of visual artifacts mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the destroyer true. of algorithms of one of my yeah. builds was called because it <laughs> made twitch unwatchable uh so i have my stream going and shadow play replay buffer going at the same time and yeah. i'll hit i'll hit the shadow play button if i hit a clip replay buffer is good i use that also i have it on obs but same same very helpful Right. Well, I wholeheartedly recommend playing the league, but I also recommend having a uh, bombing build for the the league mechanic, and of course a, a, a kick-ass PC because the performance is uh, requiring one. I, I definitely hope the performance patching the performance patch, but um, I'm I'm definitely hyped to play more than I am on any of the previous launches. I enjoyed Sanctum quite a bit, but this one actually has like me has me feeling hype like the incursion launch almost i don't know why because it has nothing to do with incursion but it yeah i don't know i like how much more accessible sanctum is it's less that you need to do 32 maps to do one sanctum it's you can just buy a sanctum mm-hmm. you get actually a free sanctum when you arrive in, in act 10 right yeah you get, you a, get a free a, one free a free floor one and then that one spawns the rest of the floors mm-hmm. so even even if you're still just accumulating silver coins right now and waiting for the league mechanic to be changed, the Sanctum League mechanic alone is worth playing the league. Oh, yeah. Sanctum OP. That's my one regret about starting a bow build is that I can't go and do Sanctums because it's quite shit for that. At least I don't do enough damage. I took here. like 70 resolve damage killing one enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, what if you started my poison SRS though? Fucking get in that shit. Get into the sanctum. They cost like two C. Every I time you'll I... walk out with like half a divine minimum. Just don't even map. Just sanctum all day. I you'll think that's one of my goals for this league is to make a sanctum build 
but it can't be poisonous earth. I want to make something else. It can be, and it should be. But you can make something worse if you want. I, I played it before. I made a build that was theoretically good at Sanctum, except it completely covered the screen in spell effects, so you couldn't dodge anything. <laughs> but yeah. Um, thanks everyone for coming on. I think this is going to be the third attempt to tie things together, and we're going to end the podcast here because Lady needs to sleep, Joseph needs to work, uh, Valor needs to play. And I, I think I'm actually really tired as well. And I don't want to be tired tomorrow, so I, I want to be well rested for the fan meetup, right? And mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to say uh, Faded Connections, a great podcast. Watch it, listen to it. It's on Spotify, it's on all the, the platforms that you could want it on. And if it's not, then let me know, then maybe we can change that. Um, also, of course, you can uh, support the creation by supporting each of the creators that comes onto this podcast or Balor and me to, to support the ongoing creation. And um, uh, there was something else I wanted to say. Uh, check out these, these guys, all the content. And I shouldn't be doing these this, this late. Um, <laughs> next podcast is coming. I have not locked it in completely, but if you follow me on Twitter or somewhere else, I'm sure I'm going to let it be known as soon as we figured out when it is. Probably now on the weekend, probably going to be talking more about first impressions and leak strats and big currency making. Um, but until then, stay tuned. Have a wonderful time in your league. And uh, thanks again, Lady Joseph, for coming on. It was wait, a great time. Wait. Yep. I have Raven to clarify. Oh, uh, my name is pronounced Yozis. Yozis. Okay. I no, no, no pronounce my name in any of my videos because I thought it would be funny if people mispronounced my name. But then I'm trying to introduce myself at ExileCon and nobody knows how my name is pronounced. You were so really happy with my ExileCon before they understand. I got it right. You should just spell it with a Y then. Then everyone would say Yosis. But that's how it's actually spelled. It's a real name. <laughs> well, I misspelled it, but it is originally a real name. Yeah, so in, in Lithuanian, the name J-U-O-Z-A-S Yosas is the origin of the of the username Yosis. That's what does it mean? It means Joseph. It's just a name. Like mm. the guy in the Bible. Yep. That is that is my real English name. What happened to not doxing yourself? For, the name Joseph is so common. <laughs> yeah. Mm. One for the name Joseph. Okay. It's a slippery slope. Could be anybody. He could be next door. You know, I knows? could also just be lying. You never know. Also true. That person you met at ExileCon might not have been me. You sent an imposter. Literally sent a buddy. Just say you me the whole time. It's fine. They had like a it. they had like a microphone, like a speaker in the in the mouth part of the mask, and I was speaking through it the whole time. It's actually just uh they just had like a button in the suit somewhere that would say salutations exile. Oh, yeah, I pre-recorded all of the lines. Yeah.
Nailed it. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, check out the amazing content from all these people. And uh, yeah, I do know there is a faded coming. I just don't know when. So have a wonderful time. And until soon again, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>